yes, sir. Thank y'all for uh, joining me once again on the Two the Hard Way podcast. Man, man, it just feels so good to like, you know what I'm saying? Loosen up, you know what I'm saying? Got me a little drinking drink, you know what I'm saying? Got in my little vibe, you know? It's feeling good, man. I've been I've been missing this, man. I've been missing doing this. I've been missing talking to y'all niggas, man. Oh, but man, I know it's just I know like I recorded last week, you know, I was with my sister. Uh I was with my sister and uh and Issa, um, Sister Chronicles and like we just we just chopped it up, man. Like it really wasn't uh it really wasn't like an episode episode. That's why I was like like twenty minutes though. But hopefully today, hopefully today I'm gonna try to get a little bit longer because I got a little legal pad. Like, I was jotting all day today, man. I've just been thinking about this shit all day because I just miss recording, man. This shit is like therapy to me. Um, but yeah, based on the sound of the legal pad flipping <laughs> flipping over and over and over and over again, <laughs> I'm bugging. Um, yeah, man. It's a lot to touch on, man. Um, you know, a lot's been going on you know, with everybody just being in the house under quarantine and shit, whatever, uh, on the lockdown. And did you notice something? Like all of the commercials never say, due to the ongoing pandemic, we may not be able to be at a 100% for you. Everybody just says, due to these trying times, we <laughs> due to these trying times, we want to offer you a 25% discount to continue to shop with us and potentially risk your life but whatever um but yeah that's just something random that uh that i just thought of and i bought up a couple days ago um but yeah for starters Issa finally decided to drop insecure oh my gosh i love this damn show bro i love this damn show and everything about it i don't know what it is man like i don't know if it's just because it's black as fuck or because it's like relevant as fuck or like if it's just trendy as fuck to like it but i fucking love this show and i look forward to watching it every sunday um every sunday and i don't i don't think we talked about it last week for episode one um but just to wrap the whole series in uh in one um you know molly is pretty trash uh, to say the least, just because of how she like tries to manipulate, you know, Issa's judgment and things like that. And whenever when it comes to when it comes to certain things, like I don't like that. And like now, I think I like I get a feeling that she's been doing it ever since like episode one, season one. But now it was just shot and written in a way to where it's like more so blatant writing on the wall rather than just having to be like. A, a side issue or something that's not even mentioned. So it leads me to believe that she possibly has been doing this since episode one, season one. And now that I say that, I have gone back and started watching season one all over again just for it to come back around. And I think that's going to be an underlying tone that I'm going to look for. Yeah, Molly being shady. Because Molly, Molly's always been shady. But she covers it as, uh, like, some I don't know, man. Like she weaponizes that shit to the point where like it's not even cool, man. <laughs> like damn, I hate it had to be Molly. I always thought Molly was down. Um, 
Yeah, I always thought Molly was down, but like that episode, like really, really showed me a lot. And then like how she tries to like self sabotage everything. Like she was having dinner with oh boy. If you haven't seen it, oh well. Like this is these are spoilers. If you don't like it, go watch it. Um, but yeah, like she, him and like her and old boy, the boy, the the, um, the man she's dating, they're having like a nice dinner. And like she asks some questions and she he like does not feel comfortable enough to answer him. But because he doesn't feel comfortable enough to answer him, she starts to pick a fight. And then next thing you know, in a drop of a hat, like dinner's over. Like bruh's out of there. <laughs> Quite frankly, I don't blame him because I hate answering questions that like I you have to be able to sense my body language to know like oh, look I'm over this. I'm not gonna tell you, but by the the tenseness of my shoulders, you should know that I'm over this shit. Um, but aside from Molly, you got, uh, you got Issa, you know, she's doing good, da, 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 da. And then we got King Lawrence over here, out here shining, you know what I'm saying? With a, with a, with a, a fresh skin routine, you know what I'm saying? Fresh curls. He got the fresh crib, you know what I'm saying? And he got the girl. <sighs> Bruh, like I would, like, I would not know how it would react in that situation, man. To know that <laughs> it's fucking crazy. To know that your ex is now best friends with your current girl, uh uh-uh. uh. I don't think I could do that, man. I don't think I can do that. And, like, uh, I saw some discussion on Twitter about, you know, whether it was out of bounds for Lawrence to pull up on, on Issa, telling her to, like, you know, keep my name out your mouth type of shit. Uh, it was like a, it was like a mixed bag. Cause at one point, in one hand, like, it was proactive. Like, I think they have that sort of relationship to where he could, like, he could do that. Uh, and then on the other hand, it's like, I shouldn't have to do that because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should move on. Like, I should be like an afterthought. Like, I don't even count to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, it could go either way. It could go either way. I think Issa handled it the only way Issa would, only way Issa could if, uh, if anybody's with me. Um, I think she would like she's in a tough situation too, but like I don't think she made it as, as big of a deal. I don't think she's making it as big of a deal uh, of it as Lawrence is, but it's still Lawrence Hive for life, like Lawrence Hive and nothing else. Nothing else matters. Um, you know what I'm saying? If you got an issue with it, you know you hit the DM, hit the DM, or you can hit my Instagram hip underscore hop head hit me personally and we can adjust the smoke because you wildin', you are wildin', ma'am or sir Whew. i got an abundance of beverages here i got a uh a nice uh aldi shock top very good and a ginger ale oh yeah Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh man, social media has been like fucking crazy since uh since everybody's been in the house. There's nothing else better to do than just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll some more and just get caught up in the whole mundaneness of everything. But in the in the midst of that scrolling over the past well, I would say like a few weeks ever since like niggas knew that all right this shit is real like they're not letting us out the house for for some time 
Um, I think everybody just sort of like took it in stride and and and, and is adjusting. And um, the product of that is the Versus series. I'm sure y'all have heard of it. It's been Lil John, T Pain, um, Jonta. I hope I'm saying it right, Jonta or Jonte um, against uh, shit. What's his What's his name? Yeah, that one. And then you had uh, most recently you had Teddy Riley and Babyface. Now this is a versus battle that's been talked about now for about for for some weeks now, like basically ever since this shit started. And then like it was supposed to be one day, but you know then they found out Babyface like had um, had, had coronavirus, so they found out Babyface has coronavirus and they decided to push it back. So when they push it back, they pushed it back to a date. Everybody tuned in for this date. This was the date that was being promoted. This is not something that, like, the thing that, the thing that fucks me up is that this is not something that you can physically go to. Like, these versus things aren't, uh, aren't a, a physical domain. Like, it's literally on Instagram Live. And, like, people were, like, people were really buying into it, man. Like, having, having parties, FaceTimes, or whatever, to, in order to watch the, in order to watch these versus things, man, like, this shit is fucking crazy, um, but yeah, like, they actually had people getting ready for it, so, like, it's wild, um, so yeah, and then the third time, um, yeah, the third, third and final time, not final time, but yeah, the third time, I think, uh, they finally have a date, like, Anticipation is rising, you know what I'm saying? You get on Teddy Riley's Instagram page, you click on his uh, click on his profile, you go onto the live, you see that this nigga has a keyboard in front of him. He has what was it? Like a drum set on the back left of him, and then he also had a DJ booth set up with a live DJ. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, man, like this is gonna be epic. This is gonna be epic. And uh, then he gets like he gets on the mic, he starts talking, and it's like an echo. It's like 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 an echo, echo, echo. Like that's how it sounds. Everything he everything he said like it echoed maybe like two or three times before you didn't hear it again. And in the comments, you would just see people. Teddy, fix fix the sound. Ted, fix the sound. Can't fix the sound. You <laughs> you echo it. So this whole time, like he does not realize what's going on because he has this big ass keyboard right to the front of him. He has a like a drum set in the back, and then he also has a live DJ. This motherfucker had a full setup, a full 360 setup with a whole camera crew, bro. This nigga did the absolute most, the absolute most. So, <laughs> so in the midst of that, you had Babyface on the other side, just in the studio with his little with his little uh, headphones um, to his uh, to his Android phone. Nope. Yeah, bro. Faith, yeah, Babyface definitely has an Android phone, bro. I appreciate, like, yeah, I 100%. 100% Babyface has an Android. Um, but in the event, like, he was set up. He had, like, a nice, you know what I'm saying, nice quaint, you know, set up going. The lights dim, you know what I'm saying? Setting the mood right there. Da, 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 da. Uh, like, he had, like, a, a red crushed velvet jacket. I wouldn't be surprised if it was crushed velvet. But uh, but yeah, like he, Brad was smooth, but like it was just him. It was just him, babyface, and his computer. And then if you look up top on the top screen, you got Teddy Riley, 
this big ass keyboard in front of him with a DJ along with an extra backup nigga with a Kango hat on just dancing like having the time of his life uh, yeah you got that nigga back there and like it's it's the funniest thing so they start the battle Babyface sounds like pristine it sounds great but then Teddy Riley he has the echo so <laughs> Teddy Riley's pulling on this fucking performance like he's at Coachella or something. Like he had the arm movements going. He did the Wakanda forever. And then like his backup nigga with the Kango hat, like he was like I said, having the time of his life <laughs> doing the WAP and shit. <laughs> it was, he was bugging. Oh man. That's hilarious. But yeah. But yeah, the whole time. Man, this sound is really good in the comments. But this echo is crazy. Like, everybody commented that the echo was crazy. So, like, they tried to get it fixed. They tried to get it right. This nigga was still echoing. Like, after about 30, 45 minutes, I just said, fuck it. I just said, fuck it, man. And then I went over to Twitter. And then <laughs> I went over to Twitter. And I'd be damned if Teddy Riley didn't turn into a whole goddamn meme. Oh, my God. Teddy Riley. <laughs> Bless his heart. Um, man. Teddy Riley. Amazing. Amazing. Genius music mind. Like, no question. But when you look up the phrase doing too much, it's going to be a picture of Teddy Riley right there. <laughs> a picture of Teddy Riley right there with one of his hats on cocked to the side because that nigga did the absolute most, bro, for no reason. I mean... I guess, like, if I knew how to play all them instruments, like, I try to flex on a bitch, too. Like, mm, look, I can play the piano. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go over here and play this tuba. Like, I would flex. Like, I would flex. Like, that's a weird flex, but I would flex, you know? Whatever. Um, Yeah, I... I man. <sighs> Jesus. Woo. That was, like, that was probably, like, one of the most funniest times in, like, modern Twitter history. Because, like, back in the day, like, like 08, 09 Twitter, like, they would have flamed that nigga. Like, Teddy Riley would be would probably be canceled right now if this was, like, 09 Twitter. But, like, you know, Twitter and Instagram was Twittering and Instagramming. They, like, they asses off. Like, it was, it turned into a moment. Like, this is one of those moments that you're going to hear on um on the skills year wrap um yearly wrap up one hundred percent one hundred percent it's like one of those times in history you know what I'm saying like you only i mean i think and as a culture i think like thirty what thirty four and between thirty four and maybe twenty five maybe i think like we kind of like understand that um that culture so a big deal, a big deal. And I also ran a poll to see um, who y'all thought won because, like, the second one, right? That's the that's what I didn't that's what I didn't do. Um, I forgot. But yeah, so they had the the very last one, right? Everything was working. Teddy Riley had you know made it simple. He just had a big ass piano in front of him because, again, you gotta flex on these hoes whenever you can. Um, when I say hoes, I don't mean women. I just mean hoes, like, as people in general. 
there was probably a poor explanation, but you know, if you get it, you get it. Um, but yeah, if you want to flex on them, you got to flex on them at any point, like any time you can, because how often do you get to flex? Exactly. Um, but yeah, like he had a small setup, you know, cute, quaint, you know, very modest, very, I've been in the music industry for a little bit and, um, I have equipment. Yeah. Like that. Like it's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm waiting like they, they merge in together. Right. And then it just stops. It stops. And then it times out and says, this live video is unavailable right now. Please, da, 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 please try again later. So I did that. Like, it was just frozen. Like, I killed the app. I opened it up again. I uninstalled the app. I opened it up again, logged in. Um, I logged in on the podcast page to see, like, if I could watch it there. Um, I killed the app again, started it up again. Nothing. So this went on for about an hour hour and a half at this point like i'm pissed off i'm irritated like these niggas have have ruined my perfectly good monday monday evening (laughs) very dramatic about it um i played about a couple hours of fifa to you know make up for it but whatever but yeah like upset annoyed so (laughs) um so i'm texting my girl i'm like hey like you know what I'm saying? What's what's up? What it was like? What's he playing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's he playing right now? Man, that was a good song back then. <laughs> you know, just try to get the scoop. <laughs> just try to get the scoop because she told me like you can watch it like if you get on your laptop and go to the Instagram website. I'm like, no, I'm not doing all that. Like, I'm not that pressed. But deep down inside, I really want to do it. But I already said it, so I had to roll with it. Um, Yeah, so yeah, I had to roll with it. But uh, in any event, yeah, it was good. Um, it froze up for about 75% of the time. Like, I played uh, I played a match of the game, and um, that was about maybe 10, 20 minutes. I went back. It would play for like a minute, and then my girl would text me, and then I would try to text her back, and then it would freeze up again after I texted her back. So then, like, so then I texted, I'm like, look, if I get in, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I said, look, if I get in, I'm not going to text you, because if I text you, it's going to kick me out, and I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get in again. <laughs> so, I proceeded to go back to Teddy Riley's page, and click on his live, and I didn't get in, and then I immediately texted back. <laughs> oh, man, that was so stupid. I was so upset, but um, they both have hits on top of hits on top of hits. Like they basically owned eight, like late eighties, late eight. Well, I'd say yeah, mid to late eighties to the early nineties. They owned not even early nineties. I'd probably say 2000, 2000 to nineteen ninety. Um, um, but yeah, like. They were they own the genre of R and B, New Jack Swing, um, everything. Like they had their hands in everything music wise. Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, motherfucking like it. These niggas is like these niggas is like that. Um, so like, this shit was crazy. That shit was crazy, man. Like this shit. 
this cultural shit, like, we're going to come back and talk about this shit, bro. Like, this is wild. That's wild. Um, of course, they said that the technical difficulties was because they broke the internet. They broke uh, Instagram. I mean, which, of course, you should... Like you have to say that you you should say that because this was this was huge. I'm pretty sure they had over one million people trying to uh, trying to get into this live, and I'm pretty sure that's a record. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a record, and um, of course, the only thing that uh, I regret I regret not going onto my laptop to seeing it for was uh, just for all the jams, man. Like all that old school shit back when niggas was like. Shh, really begging for their girl back, bruh, after they messed up. Like, he knew she was going to come back, but he just had to put something special on it. A little something special on it. But, uh, <laughs> that was stupid. That was stupid. But, uh, I held a poll, and 87% of y'all said Babyface won. And I would say, out of that 87%, 86% of y'all gave that to Babyface off the strength of um, Teddy Riley doing entirely too much. I'll go to the bank with that. 100%. Absolutely. Because he did. It. Oh my God, he did so much. He did so much. It was too much. Fuck. Wait. All right. So, MJ's The Last Dance. This was something that was, like, originally supposed to come out in, like, June, I want to say. I think it was June. But, um, but of course, niggas at ESPN was like, look, niggas is in the house. Like, let's go ahead and drop this shit now because it's not going to be a better time than now. Everybody in the house, everybody looking for, for new stuff. ESPN is struggling and scrapping for content. Like, it is sad. Like today they ran um today they did an Instagram post and a Twitter post of the best face mask in football. <laughs> like what? Huh? <laughs> Who had the best face mask in football? Like y'all niggas are sad. Like this is this is high school shit, bro. <laughs> you just ready for the high school paper for ESPN ESPN magazine. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. But yeah, like they're scrapping for for content. This will give them something to put on. Um, first take, all around the horn, uh, Sports Center, all week. Um, uh, what's the other show? Pardon the interruption. If I didn't already say that, like all of those shows that <laughs> that cycle throughout the day and talk about the same shit in different perspective. All of those shows. All of those shows. Um, <laughs> like I was, I was genuinely excited for it because, like, I'm scrapping for, I I need to be fed like content, like at all times, like even as to the point where like I've downloaded and I've subscribed to ESPN Plus in order to watch old Thirty for Thirty films that came out with, like maybe when I was in college or something that I really didn't pay attention to. So, like, I downloaded that. I watched pretty much all of Peyton's plays, and, like, I need that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need that. So, like, I understand where they're coming from, and, like, I was that's why I was so excited for when they decided to push it up a little bit and um, push it up a little bit and premiere it uh, on 
premiered this past Sunday, um, April 19th. Uh, so, um, yeah, like, in, in thinking about it, like, that, that Bulls team, that 19, was it 1996, 1997 or something like that, that Bulls team right there who was, like, trying to go for, um, trying to go for a three-peat, you really don't see a lot about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a historical team, and you don't hear shit about it. Like, I wouldn't, you, you don't hear, you don't hear anything about it outside of Michael Jordan. I'll put it like that. You don't hear anything about that team outside of Michael Jordan, uh, outside of Michael Jordan. Um, so it was just real cool to have all of that, um, all that information, like all of that content, like the, uh, the films, the, you know, the game films, the training room films, you know, the, the cameras in the locker room, the, you know, the, um, the player confessional where like they're basically telling the story from their point of view, like to have all of that, you know, on TV in prime time, like it was dope, especially in this day and age and this time that we in right now, um, to the point where like we, there literally no sports on TV. Nobody's playing. Nobody's playing. This is like space jam. Like this shit is shut the fuck down. Like, until further notice. <laughs> like, we don't know if we're going to have a season. Like, this past weekend was supposed to be the opening weekend for the NBA playoffs. Like, everything's all fucked up, man. Uh, everything's all, like, real messed up. And so, like, to have that sort of con that premium content, just like on TV, like, it was, it was really dope. Um, but for starters, uh, Michael Jordan was definitely 100% a grade-A asshole. He was... Whew, asshole, man. <laughs> but, like... He, was he an asshole to his teammates? Yes, absolutely. But I think it was all in good faith. I think he knew how to press... He knew how to press certain players' buttons in order to get the best out of him. And when you look at it, you know... When you when uh, when you look at it like that's what that's what leaders do, like as a leader you have to learn like you have to learn the people who you're, um, who you're leading, and as you're learning those people you have to learn how to adjust to what they're what they're susceptible to. So like I understand like I understand that aspect of it from from like a uh, from a leadership and leadership and team sports um, aspect of it, but in like an actual people aspect of it. He was an asshole, bro. <laughs> he was an asshole. Um, but, I mean, to see, like, all that footage of him, like, shh. bro, I was, uh, what was it? I think it was, I think it was Monday. Yeah. I think it was Monday on, uh, on Twitter. Um, I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was Nate. <laughs> He was Nate. He was like, bro, they had a whole bunch of chopper suits in them. <laughs> he was like, they had a whole bunch of chopper suits in that uh, in that documentary. For those of you who don't know what a chopper suit is, there's like this cartoon version of uh, Making the Band uh, on YouTube. And Chopper, y'all know Chopper. Um, chopper, he, he had on a chopper suit. <laughs> So go go look up look up um making the band chopper suit or just try chopper suit. Either one should work really. Um but yeah, hilarious. But yeah, like all they had 
they were, their suits were so fucking big, bro. Oh my gosh. It was so much fabric. Like, for what? Like, what are we missing here? Like, what are we doing? Like, that shit isn't heavy? That shit isn't heavy on you? Like, that doesn't add some pounds? Like, I'm talking, like, leather, like, polyester, like, that heavy wool shit. Like, bro, aren't you hot? <laughs> like, you're in L.A. Relax. <laughs> um, but, like, to see to see the game at that point in time in, like, 1997, um, it just makes me... I think it brings back some very faint memories of watching basketball when I was like seven, eight years old. Um, like uh, the the music opened up for the NBA on NBC or like the announcers at that time. Uh, that stuff is pretty nostalgic. Granted, like I don't really remember that much like in real time, but you know, as I was watching it, it brought back some it brought back some memories for me. Um, some some very nostalgic memories. So it's good to see it to see the game at that point in time in the eyes of me now rather than, you know, uh, when I was younger. Um, and, and also to, to know the backstory and understand the, uh, and understand the business for of it and understand why that team was so relevant. Um, so before the season, they own, um, the GM, I think his name was Jerry Krause. Yeah. The GM, Jerry Krause. Um, he was, he was the, the leader of the ship, five championships, like, I'm the shit, bitch. Like, but for whatever reason, apparently he wasn't getting the credit that he thought he deserved for it. Um, so because he didn't get the credit, like he's like, he started to get, he started to do some shady shit. He started to, he started to basically swing his dick around. He started to basically have a pissing contest with everybody. And basically what that meant was like, I'm going to show you that it was me that built the ship and it will be me that will tear this motherfucker down. And, <laughs> He basically was like, "Look, these niggas is getting old. This coach is this coach got to go because I don't like him." Um, yeah, Mike, we rebuilding next year. But Mike was like, "Nah, I ain't rebuilding shit. Fuck you, me." <laughs> I was like, "I'm not build, I'm not rebuilding shit, motherfucker. Like I'm Michael Jordan. I'm not. I don't play for nobody else." And at that point in time, this nigga can say that because why the hell not? Five. Come on, bro. Come on, man. You can't you you can't fight Jordan on that. So around this time, everybody knows Scottie Pippen, man. It's like you can't say Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen was that much of a pivotal figure in Michael Jordan's career as Michael Jordan was. Um, like he was second. He was basically second to Michael Jordan in basically all offensive, defensive categories, whatever. Um, but he was ranked 122nd in total salary. 122nd. So if we're talking about money, mean the more money means you're the best player. You're the uh, uh, yeah, the more money you get, the better the player you are. We're talking about like Scottie Pippen being the 122nd best player in the NBA at that point in time. That's a long shot. That's a long shot, bro. That is a long shot. This mother like. Granted, Scotty should have had a better agent because Scotty's agent was trash, apparently. Uh, Scotty signed a seven-year, $18 million contract when he was drafted out of college. No. Was it when he was drafted out of college? I think it was drafted and then he was traded, but whatever. So when he got, like, he's with the Bulls. He has a seven-year, 
$18 million contract, which is shit. This motherfucker, Michael Jordan, was making $35 million a year <laughs> at that point in time, I believe. But then Michael Jordan had the had the balls and audacity to say that it was a coward move for um, uh, for Scottie Pippen to to basically sit out, uh, have his surgery at the start, of, have his uh, foot surgery at the start of the season, and for basically to, him for for him to sit out uh, for re, uh, for rehab and shit. Uh, Michael Jordan called him selfish for that. I'm like, bro, like I wouldn't play neither, nigga. Like, bro, you're getting thirty five million. Why don't you take a pay cut and holler at your boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're you going to make that back in endorsements tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was, like, that was the most, that was the most fucked up part. And I think the other fucked up part, more fucked up part about it was that in that point in time, you see, you see how much Jordan really wasn't like, I have, like, he's like my, like, He's my friend. Like he's my friend. Like you seen you seen him acknowledge him as like that was the best teammate I've ever had. Like there would be no me without him. But you don't really like see him say like yeah, Scottie Pippen's my friend. But maybe this me reading too much into it. But I think if that if this is your boy, if this is the nigga that you won championships with, you win championships with, you grinded out with this person every season, every night. Um, so if you don't have it in your blood to say, man. My man, like my number two isn't my number two isn't being treated fairly. My number two isn't getting paid what he needs to get paid. And you don't get a number like you don't get a number one without a number two. Like if you can't make him happy and he leaves, I'm gonna have to leave too. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't you like you don't see that go hardness in Jordan because like if you that person, if you're that leader, if this man has been everything that he is to you, and you actually like thank him. Want to thank him for it? I think you should be able, you should be the one to take a pay cut. You should be willing to take a pay cut as Michael Jordan in 1997, peak Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and the Bulls were the culture back then. So you're talking about you're talking about peak. I want to be like Mike. Uh, peak. I want to be like Mike days. Um, at this point in time, he was wearing the uh, he was wearing the Elevens. So yeah, like this is peak time, bro. You're gonna make this back in the next week. You're gonna make this what, ten, maybe five, ten million dollars, um, back in like a month, in a month's time. Just take a pay cut. Look out for me, so I can be happy too. You know what I'm saying? I gotta eat. You know what I mean? Like I just think, I just think if you're that person, if you're that alpha, if you're that alpha dog on your team, if you're that alpha dog on your team, and you know that you're number two isn't being treated right. I think as the alpha dog, you got to step up and then like, be like, I think, you know what I'm saying? I should take a pay cut. But this is me. Uh, this is me critiquing millionaires when I'm only a thousandaire. Um, so I don't think I'm qualified to have that, <laughs> to have that opinion, but whatever, who gives a fuck? Um, but in the, uh, in the midst of it, in the grand scheme of it all, uh, the actual programming actually turned out to be ESPN's highest grossing viewership um, ever. I think they said in total uh, between episodes one and episodes two, um, I think it averaged out at about maybe between four and six million, four and six million views. Think about that. Four, between four million and six million people tuned in on a Sunday night at what, nine o'clock? Excuse me. What nine o'clock at um, nine o'clock at night to tune in to some actual like good sports content? 
So um, it was huge, man. It was huge. It was huge. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Excuse me. And I cannot wait for the um, cannot wait for the next episode to air. It comes on um, comes on on Sunday, um, on the twenty sixth at nine o'clock on ESPN episodes two and three. Um, if you're looking for me around that time, uh, you know where I'll be in front of a TV. And I did not mean for that to rhyme, even though I could do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, I had to. I I had to do that. You know, I had to do it to you. Yes, sir. Um, so I randomly watch a movie today. You ever done that? You ever just like don't have the uh, don't have the energy to um, go over to, uh, go over five feet to your left and reach for the remote control? So you just randomly watch whatever the hell is on TV. I did that today when I got home from work. I randomly watched Jurassic World, and it is now up there as one of my uh, one of my favorite movies. It was so fucking good. It was so good. <laughs> I've never watched Jurassic World. Like I've I haven't watched a Jurassic Park since they were out on VHS. I'm old as fuck. Good God Almighty! Yeah, that was the last time I've seen the uh, seen the Jurassic Park. So like, I'm watching it. I'm like, damn, what is this? So, uh, I'm, like, it's it's going. I'm like, damn, oh, this is a Jurassic Park movie. So then I saw it was Jurassic World. I was like, damn, I always wonder how this would go. So I just started watching it, bro. Like, hey, that's a good movie. <laughs> that's a good movie. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I've been doing that. I've been doing that lately. Just watching, watching whatever the hell's on TV. I think this past Sunday, um, this past Sunday, me and the uh, me and the kids watched Mission Impossible Four. It was great. It was a uh, it was a great bonding t- bonding moment. Great bonding moment. <laughs> uh, what have I watched? I watched Harlem Nights. I haven't seen Harlem Nights. I had never seen Harlem Nights before. Um, but, uh, I watched it because it was on BT. Um, and then, you know, it was on X, right? Exactly. I ain't even got to say it, but, um, the yeah, end, like, uh, shit, what else did I watch? Um, I'm letting Netflix, uh, I'm just letting Netflix go. Like, I'm just letting it roll. I'm letting that bitch roll. <laughs> like I'll watch it. I'll, like, I'll finish something. I'll finish like a movie and then it'll like clip to a show. And you know how like you don't if you don't um, say nah I'm good I don't, I don't want to watch it like it'll, um, it'll automatically like switch to the show that it's um, that it's uh, that it's suggesting and uh, I forgot which I forgot what movie I was watching but um, it switched over to this documentary called Marching Order dog if you have gone to an HBCU or if you if you haven't gone to an HBCU, I think if you just need to watch this documentary. So um, in a nutshell, um, it's basically a documentary. It goes through the uh, it goes through the full summer of Bethune Cookman's Bethune Cookman's band. And like it's 
this behind the scenes look. You see the college life. You see how they travel. You see, uh, you see what goes into the field shows. You see how serious they make it. You see people make the team. You see people get cut. Like it's, 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 it's really good. And I'm surprised like nobody's really talked about it. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's really talked about it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know why because this isn't like this is dope. It came out in 2018, and I think like the reason why um, you probably haven't heard of it since is because like niggas haven't talked about it. Niggas haven't talked about it. But um, if you are interested in something new to watch and something you can relate to, Marching Order, bro, Marching Order on 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 Netflix. Um, look that up and watch it. Also. You know, this, uh, what was it? When did it come out? Yeah, this past Friday. This past Friday, the uh, the show Black as Fuck premiered on Netflix as well. Um, so, Black as Fuck is basically like a, how would you say it? A docu-reality TV? Um, a docu-sick reality? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you would call it, but it's like shot like Modern Family. Um yeah, shot like Modern Family. It's based off King and Barris. Like he's a creator of Blackish, Mixedish, Grownish, all the issues. You know, all those shows. Like, like he's the director of it. And it's like a, basically a look into his life. He has a biracial wife with biracial kids and things like that. And for those of you who are wondering, his wife is actually Quincy Jones's daughter. So yes, she is black. She's just a little, little on the light side. Just a little on the light side. Um, but yeah, like I thought it was funny. I like I mean, I think it's dry humor. Um I think I'm a dry humor guy. Uh one of my one of my favorite shows one of my favorite shows to just like be background noise is Seinfeld. Seinfeld is Seinfeld's a shit. But but yeah, like it's a it's sort of like a dry humor. Um and it's based off of right now, like with the three episodes that I've seen, it's more so about like how he's trying to how he's trying to like adjust or not so much adjust around white people or just like, I don't know. It's just every, <laughs> the funny thing is like every episode is named, uh, like a variation of because of slavery. It's, it's pretty fucking dope. Like, I love it. I love it. Um, I think it's like eight, I think like eight episodes. Is it eight or 12? I don't think it was 12. I think it was eight. Yeah, so yeah, it's eight episodes. Um, I'm anxious to watch the rest of it just because, um, just because like I'm 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 really interested. I'm really interested in that type of content. And I think, as far as like, um, as far as like our our people like you know putting out that sort of content on that particular scale, I think Netflix has been doing um, doing a really good job at recognizing when they see recognizing good content when they see it. Um, just because of like, man. Netflix has been killing it with the uh, with the black productions, man. Like, shout out to them, shout out to them. Um, yeah, another movie, someone great. If you're looking for like a nice chick flick to watch with your girl, um, yeah, you should watch someone great. Like, it's a it's a really dope ass love story, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Like, I'm you know I'm I'm not I'm not for chick flicks and I'm not against them. But, you know, I do enjoy, like, a nice love story. Because, like, it's kind of refreshing at that point. <laughs> it's kind of refreshing sometimes. So, like, whatever. <laughs> it's a good-ass movie. Um, what else, man? Uh, shit, 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 shit. Oh, me. It was me. 
uh, me, my parents, and my girl, we watched this. Uh, um, we watched this stand-up comedy uh, called "The Fat Ballerina" by David A. David A. Arnold. Hilarious, bro. Hilarious. Definitely look that up too. Um, David A. David A. Arnold, "The Fat Ballerina." And, um, of course, Tiger King, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. If you have not, you have literally been living under a fucking rock. And I mean that in the best way possible. Um, if you haven't, if you have not watched Tiger King, definitely go watch Tiger King and, uh, you'll see why you'll see who the fuck Carol Baskin is and you'll see why the fuck people are talking about it. So shout out to Carol Baskin. (laughs) Um, so I mean, outside of, like, I guess watching TV and just binging everything and anything possible on Netflix, um, like, people have been doing a lot of different things in order to basically stay connected because in 2020 and the budding springtime of 2020 is not the time to be in the house. It's not the time to be in the house. So to tell people to, like, look, y'all need to sit the fuck down. Don't ask me no questions. Just sit the fuck down. To ask pe- to ask people at the beginning of the spring to do that after a tough uh, after a tough winter, that's a tough ask. That's a tough ask. But like, people who have been adjusting. I mean, there there are some assholes out there. But uh, but people have definitely been adjusting. And in the midst of that, you have you know people doing these virtual happy hours. Um, you know these virtual zooms. Um, not virtual zooms. Virtual zooms. What the fuck is that? But these Zoom sessions, um, like it's because every, it's like you can um, you can FaceTime with multiple people on um, on an array of different uh, different applications, and I think people are just now taking advantage of them and starting to see like the value in all of it. Um, so you have people doing the virtual happy hours, you have people doing the Google Hangouts, the the Google Hangouts, um, and then like you have people on this app called um, called House Party. My girl used it the other day when she was talking to uh, when she was talk- talking to her friends or whatever, and it's like it's basically a group FaceTime app, of course, um, and you can just like peep in on <laughs> on you know what I'm saying different chats that are that are open with your with your friends or whatever, and you can like you can play games or whatever whatever. And it's like it's really fucking interactive, bro. Like it's it's pretty dope. Um, it's it's pretty dope to see how we have adjusted in using what we have. As re- as a resource to uh, as a resource to stay connected and, and be connected um, to to people and the people that we care about for um, people that we care about uh, on a regular basis. So all that type, all those types of things. Um, a lot of TV, a lot of spending time with uh, spending time with the kids, spending time um, spending time with my girls, spending time with the family. Um, man. Man, I'm man, I'm just blessed to have a job cuz I know I know there's a lot of people out there that's like that's really fucked up out here right now. Um and granted they might have got a stimulus check, but shit, $1200. I mean, that that can only go but so far. Now, you can make $1200 talk to somebody. You can make $1200 talk, but can you make it keep talking? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um but yeah, like niggas is fucked up out here. So, um I forgot where I was going with that. Um, wow, I completely forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, niggas is fucked up out here, cuz. Um, do I want to get into this or not? 
Uh, might as well, shit. Uh, you know what? I feel like a little bit less of a man because I don't have a bottle opener on my keys. Like, who? My uncle and my my dad, my uncle, like, they would be very disappointed in me right now. I don't have, I literally don't have a bottle opener on my keys. That is so ghetto. What the fuck? Damn. Yeah, man. Fuck. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. I'll drink my ginger ale. <laughs> mm. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, might as well. Fuck it. Um. So, it's starting to... Well, it's not starting to get out. It's been out. Um, I think they announced yesterday that several states are um, several states are going to open up on a limited basis for business. And those several states uh, being Florida, Georgia, Texas, Tennessee, and South Carolina, they are uh, <laughs> opening up for business. Uh, if you live there, stay your ass in the house. <laughs> I don't trust it yet. I don't trust it yet. I don't trust it yet. Granted. Like I gotta go out. Like I have to go out to work because apparently I'm a I'm an essential worker, um, which I gotta pay like it. Um, but uh, yeah, like <laughs> oh man, where was I going with that? Yeah, they're trying to open up for business, and um, yeah, they're trying to open up for business. Uh, but yeah, I think I was talking about like me work be apparently being an essential worker. Um, granted, like I'm, I'm outside around it, you know, every day. But um, luckily, like knock on wood, like I haven't been able, like I haven't caught it, like because like. But if I could, I'd stay in the house. I stay in the house. I stay my ass in the house. Yeah. I know, like, there's so many ways to, to, to stay in the house. Like, it's crazy. You got delivery services. You got Netflix. You got fucking on-demand. You got fucking PS4. Like, it's, way, it's ways to stay in the house. Um, that's what I would, I would rather do that. I think that's the safest route uh, for me and, and my kids and the rest of the and the rest of my family. But um, daddy's got to get a paycheck. <laughs> Dad's gotta get a paycheck. Um, so I mean, I do what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? I'm the brave out here. Niggas is brave. I'm brave. I'm an essential worker. You should thank me. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. That sounds so stupid. Um but yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think I don't think they should reopen up the state yet because at when it's all said and done, these are politicians that are that are making these calls and not actual scientists. And I like to take the advice of science. I was never good at science. Never was. But I always believe in science because that shit just doesn't happen. That shit just doesn't happen. So I'd rather trust science and um, scientists and doctors and biologists and all that stuff and all those guys working together uh, to, to save the world. Um, of coronavirus, I would rather trust those people than a Democrat or a Republican 
you know, trying to get votes and trying to revive the economy because apparently uh, money is greater than human life. And uh, I think we all know that. Uh, we all know that they know that, that they think that. Um, sad, sad world. But uh, <laughs> damn, I can't end on a dark note. Fuck. Uh, yeah, man, like, I haven't been doing nothing to quarantine, man. I've been eating. Shit. I've been eating like a motherfucker. I've been cooking, too. Cooking like a motherfucker. <laughs> cooking like a motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, I ain't been doing shit, man. Literally nothing. I'm probably, like, I'll see anybody in FIFA. If, if like, if y'all want it, like, I'll see anybody in FIFA. I'm on PS4. You can look me up, Black Chris 12 that's me. If you want to smoke, you know where to find me. Um, just rewind it. And you know what I'm saying? Black Chris 12 on the PS, on the um, PlayStation 4 network. Um, yeah, man, I ain't got nothing else left for y'all, man. I'm so excited, bro. This is like, it's like a relief, man. Like I told you, this is like fucking therapy, bro. Like, man. Whew. I definitely appreciate y'all for tuning in and, uh, and sticking with me, sticking with us through, I guess, this would you want to call it a transition? We should be on loving hip hop with this fucking storyline, bro. We should be on fu- loving fucking hip hop with this storyline. Oh man! Um, but in any event, that's all I got for you. I think I'm gonna talk to y'all next week. Hopefully, 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 I'm inspired. I'm as inspired as I was today next week. Um, so, uh, on that note. I ain't got nothing else to promote, so uh, I will talk to y'all later.